You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. A discovery has been made, and and this is a spectacular discovery on one of the most prolific mining belts in the world. And uh, not only is there silver, there's also a lot of indications that we could be near a big porphyry. And if you look at the porphyries nearby, they probably rank in the top 10 globally. So you get the best of both worlds. This is really an explorationist dream. Thanks for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. In today's episode, we are going to be hearing from Tier 1 Silver. The company released the last five holes of its first phase, first pass, 16-hole program at its Curabaya project in Peru. So here to talk about that is the CEO and President Peter Dembicki, as well as the co-chair and co-founder Ivan Bebek, as well as a new guest, first-time guest, Christian Rios. He is the Senior Vice President of Exploration. So gentlemen, welcome onto the program for this update. Peter, let's start with you. Could you break down the key elements of this press release regarding the last five holes of your initial program? Hey Bill. Yeah, it was uh, uh, a real pleasure to get this type of intercept at this stage of our drill program. These were our last five holes of our of our program, our first phase, our inaugural phase. This is the first time this land had ever been drilled. And the fact that we got our second plus kilo intercept uh, out of this program was was you know, not only um, uh, some sort of sigh of relief because we, we we know that we found it, we've got it, we're on the right track, but also it gave us an incredible amount of guidance uh, for our next phase. You know, we learned in so much over the last six months on on where it's taking us and where it's trending, uh, and you know, we're really excited for the for the next phase to come later this spring. Ivan, so if I look at this from someone not trained in geology. We started off with about a 20 uh, square kilometer footprint in which there was multi-keel silver. And now you're going down about 150 meters, if I recall from the press release, and you found a meter of over a kilo silver. So how does this vector you into the source of all of this? Well, great. Um, So it's a meter and a half of 1.2 kilo silver. And that extra half meter actually means a lot in silver deposits because uh, we had a meter of a kilo and a half previously. Um, Look, this project started about four years ago, and it was a concept that there was we're starting to see bonanza grade silver on surface. That is widespread over almost 20 square kilometers. And you can't take that away from this project. It's it's ridiculous amount of grade and a ridiculous dispersion of high growth. So the, the real multi-billion dollar question is, can you find a subsurface? And, and what we saw here was we saw it in, in two of the holes that we've drilled out of 16. We saw that bonanza grade. Now we're targeting silver veins and we're trying to find feeders or areas where the, the veins or the fluids, all the silver would coalesce and there'd be a body of it that you could call potential ore body. But as far as I'm concerned, a discovery has been made. And, and this is a spectacular discovery on one of the most prolific mining belts in the world. And uh, not only is there silver, there's also a lot of indications that we could be near a big porphyry. And if you look at the porphyries nearby, they probably rank in the top 10 globally. So you get the best of both worlds. This is really an explorationist dream. But you know, as far as the market's concerned, and I know people will will ask, where, where is the market response to, to what you guys have? I mean, the silver market hasn't been easy. Uh, a year ago when Tier 1 came public, we were $31 silver right now we're 22 to 23 and a half dollars silver it's it's not easy but 
fundamentally, the project is is far better than it was a year ago. And this is a real discovery in our eyes. And we now know where to go explore and chase the silver. And um, yeah, we hit it 150 meters below surface in, in a vein, but we actually see, you know, a lot of it goes right to surface. So we're just drilling underneath it. And I think, you know, Christian Rios who's joining us today as the new SVP of exploration. Well, first off, a huge welcome to Christian. And he comes in at a, at a very, very important, but very, very favorable time. He's coming in on the backside of a discovery that just started. So I, I really commend his timing to be perfect. Um, Christian's been with us for the last few years. He has operated everything, not just for tier one, but also in country for Sombrero. All of our operations in Peru run through Christian. And when we met Christian, we we had a huge appeal to his background because Christian's been part of two major silver discoveries. He can talk about that here in a moment, as well as worked with someone that I have a ton of respect for in the late David Lowell. He worked with him for four years. David Lowell was one of the best discoverers in the world. And I think one of the, the cool things about Christian that I've really latched on to initially, he's, he's a, an absolute team player. And as you know, our team, we have huge depth technically, you know, a lot of former Newmont uh, and other world experts that we draw in to get that kind of right answer and shorten the timeline to the big discovery. Christian's a very, very collaborative style, you know, geologist. And uh, and the most exciting part is he just came out of the field. So and I'll turn it to him, but um, welcome aboard, Christian. And uh, and your timing couldn't be better on the back of drilling 1.2 meters of, um, or 1.5 meters of 1.2 kilo silver. Tell us more. Yeah, say, thank you, Ivan. Well, yeah, I've been in the, in the field uh, a few weeks ago and was very interesting because I saw the work that has been done last year. For me, Curibay is a multi-target place. Just talking about what we drilled in 2021, we hit one thing is geological intercepts, geological results, and another thing is economic results. We have in, in Curibay, in the drilling, economic results. I'm talking about 1.5 meters, 1.2 kilos, one meter with 1.4 kilos, and also three meters with 400 grams. That's in Madre, that's in Sambalai, that's in Tipal. So we are opening five kilometers in only those three corridors, not talking about Sama, that also needs to be drilled. So in total, will be six kilometers. Talking about all these Tipal and also Sambalai structures are going and pointing towards Cambaya, and Cambaya area, we have 250 more meters in vertical. We are higher in elevation, higher in the system, and, and higher topographically, and also stratigraphically also. So we have, that means more tonnages, more volumes. And also in Curibaya, because we have, we already proved the orchards up to 20 meters with 300 grams. So we have the orchard, we have the size, we have the width, we have these extensional areas, relational areas, we have the grade, and we have more vertical. So that means more tonnages and volumes, and that's very interesting. And we think that that's the area that needs to be prioritized as first in, in, the, in this next drill. That's Cambaya. About also, we, we think all these structures, as I mentioned, Tipal and Samalai, that combine our four kilometers, so we need to drill also test those because we have economic risk. And as Ivan mentioned, we are in a world-class belt, porphyry belt, with the same age of mineralization as the big porphyry deposits, Toquepala, Cuajoni, Quellabeco, Calatos, new discovery, Quellabeco is going to start production this year. So we're just 40 kilometers 
close to Toquepala with the same age of mineralization of those deposits and also in Cambaya, we aged we age that. And that's very important to say because we are finding in the project below all these epithermal veins, we're finding porphyry bikes with secondary magnetite veinlets, that means heat source, that means heat fluids. We're finding in several holes quartz molybdenite veins, which means hot waters, hot fluids. We're also finding we have desonation in alteration, desonation in mineral, that you're pointing towards a center, more copper in the central part. And also we have MAC anomalies, chargeability anomalies that needs to be tested. And also it will be good to, to do more geophysics also in the area to have more, more tools to point towards to target a Sian, are you going to be doing only desktop work until you announce phase two drilling, or are there any more studies that you're going to be conducting? Well, we're doing desktop at the moment. You know, it's always a learning process. So we're we're looking until until the all the XRF, all the halo measurements, the alteration measurements. But we need to do also before drilling, before the next phase, we need to do more mapping more focus in the structural mapping because we need to define the changes in directions, the openings, the extensional areas of all these structures, mainly in Cambaya. So when we have changes in direction in these type of structures, that's the area that we need to hit. And also we have, we know that in Cambaya, there are openings up to 20 meters. So we need to find more of, the, of these openings in the field and, and then to test those in drilling. So that's a work that needs to come before the mapping, what is structural mapping, and also very possible geophysics. Christian, you're not new to this. You were involved in Bear Creek Mining's uh, silver discoveries in Peru. How many years did you work on those projects? And maybe you could share a little bit about how that experience informs what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. Actually, it was involved in five discoveries. In Berkeley Mining, which is a junior mining company, I was involved in three discoveries, Corani Santana, that are very similar epithermal vein deposits in Intermedia Subdivision State as Cambaya, and also Maria Jose, Maria Jose vein deposit, that is another type of deposit, but that was three. These two deposits combined is more than 300 million ounces of silver. It's open pitable both, but it has structures similar than, than Curibaya. So I, I know, for example, in Berkeley, in, in Corani, the discovery was in hole 13th and Santana in hole 20th. So we're in hole 16th now in, in Curibaya. So I know that this, the first phase is to see if there are good geological intercepts. But as I mentioned again, we have economic intercepts. So that's huge for a first phase drilling campaign. That's what every geologist and every company wants to find. So we have there in Curibaya. So this, uh, a good thing about these deposits is these intermediate deposits, epithermal type, can go deep between 500 meters and one kilometer vertical. So that's a, a lot of you know, volume tonnages. We have in Cambaya, if we go to Cambaya, which is at least 200 meters, 250 meters above the other structures talking about Madre. So we have their volume plus the 150 meters that we hit in Madre below. So that's a, a very good vertical extension. That's about when I work and we had the discovery with the team in Bear Creek, but also I work in a private farm called Stellar Mining here in Peru, where we discovered from grassroots through production, we produced there, two deposits. One that is called Santa Rosa, which is an epithermal vein, also similar than Curibaya, intermediate state subdivision. 
and we discovered also Kiderimán, which was a scarn. So we might, we discovered and we produced Santa Rosa. And I could see there in the operations how these structures change and behave at depth. And in this deposit, in this mine, we drill until 600 meters, it's still the mineralization is continuous because this type of deposits allow you to go more vertically. But that's important to know because I have that experience in exploration and also in the, how to operate these, these structures. So that's about a similar deposits as Curibaya. I was involved also, as I don't mention, with David Law in Peru Copper Syndicate for three, four years. We have, I was in the beginning of another discovery called Toromocho, but it's a porphyry copper molybdenum veins um, for uh, the big deposit. Also, we had co copper molybdenum structures as we are finding now in Puribaya. We're finding this quartz molybdenite in several holes at the deeper parts of, of the system. And that's important because that means hot fluids, that means a porphyry near, and also these structures are linked to a porphyry deposit everywhere, not only in Peru, they are linked. So we have, having that evidence that these structures, this type of epithermal veins are linked to a porphyry, and also being in this world class and finding the characteristics that we're seeing in Curibaya that, that I mentioned, the secondary magnetite veins, the porphyry dikes, more molybdenum depth. So that's very important. And also the MAC chariability anomalies that we need to, to drill, to test. That's very important that, uh, to say that we are in a very important place and we need to continue, to continue drilling, to define the size, the geometry, the average grade of these structures and to test the possible problem. Peter, as you plan out phase two and you have all the information now from phase one, how are you utilizing outside consultants to kind of critique your thesis or point you away from somewhere and maybe to somewhere? Yeah, so, I mean, we just heard from our, our best consultant that we could find. I mean, we're, we're really lucky to have Christian uh, to be a part of, you know, three discoveries uh, in the same region, in, in Peru with, with similar structures, similar uh, characteristics, you know, we're, we're so fortunate to have him and his expertise and how we're going about this. You know, we, uh, as we all know, we made a shift with our SVP of exploration, um, but Christian has always been there and uh, he's taking with it, as Ivan said, and he's going to run with it. So we're really fortunate for that. We also hired two external uh, consultants, world-renowned consultants to download the data, uh, take site visits uh, the other week alongside Christian and really give us that unbiased answer you know and you know we're all grown-ups and we were hoping for for you know the, the green light and everything and and sure enough they came back and said you guys got it you got to proceed uh you know what's what's come of late is um not only you know as ivan spoke about in christian the elevation of this project you know uh with tipal uh sambalai uh and um all leading up those corridors to the Kambaya region that has, you know, 250, 300 meters more of that precious metals window. And then also to have all the indications that there is a porphyry nearby. And, and I believe your listeners would remember in our early days, the porphyry was part of that story. And, you know, the focus was silver is driving this high grade. And now to collect all the data from all these consultants and our experts and to say, yeah, no, looking back at some of these drill holes, looking back at some of the, what we're seeing on surface, um, these geological models, uh, there's a porphyry nearby and it's worth exploring. So now, now the time comes to, you know, um, reverse engineer uh, the next drill program, 
let's, as Christian said, we got some, some soil sampling, some mapping, structural mapping to do over the next couple months, but we want to get this thing launched. And again, we have an FTA permit that, uh, that allows us for uh, still some more drilling within that permit, but our new permit, our DIA or IDEA, that we hope to get uh, early June allows us for 20 more pads, but up to 200 more drill holes. And so we're not gonna be as uh, restricted in you know, really finding that perfect spot, perfect pad each time that we did in our first permit that we only have a really limited amount of holes to drill. And so it gives Christian the flexibility when designing this program and allows you know, Ivan and I to help Christian when, when, when putting together a, um, a forecasted model for what we're gonna do this spring. Will there also be activity at your Hurricane Silver project? Yeah, of course. That's that's a project that uh, we only had a sliver of a window um, before Christmas to get in there and do some sampling. And so we got community access late, I believe in November, and we threw um, a quick team up there to, to rip out some channel samples. And they came back just amazing. The fact that there was uh, the samples that they took um, in that short period came back as they were. And we've also got some more data coming back out of that that is uh, it's quite unique. You know, we're finding uh, old mining addicts that believe are, are you know, they're, they're flooded. It's nothing that we could use in a, an official resource or anything, but, um, you know, they're, they're historical tracks. It looks like rail tracks coming out of these things. So once upon a time, someone went through a lot of effort to, to mine some silver down there. So we're quite intrigued, but on our own reconnaissance, our own channel samples, rock samples, uh, we couldn't be asked for a better start there. So as soon as we can get access, as soon as the rainy season subsides uh, and the clouds part, so to speak, we're going to get in there and and prove that thing out to attempt to get drill ready for the end of the year. Ivan is the co-chair. Any final thoughts as we conclude? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you just heard the amazing dissertation from Christian about the project, his experience and all of the above. Um, look, the, the most important asset you could possibly have in an exploration company is experience. And the fact that he has nearby analog type discoveries, silver discoveries and porphyry experience is outstanding. And that is a huge turn for us in this challenging path to go find something world-class and everything you've heard him say made the project better than what it was last year when we didn't know as much as we did about it. And incredible work was done the first year by Dave. It was a very intense year. The data collected was abnormally a lot for an exploration company, but the answer that's coming together now and, and what Christian's talking about, like this is where I get excited because, um, because he's actually found these before in country. So I'd say that Look, look to experience as the best path forward in exploration. You know, you can come out of grad school with top marks on your geological interpretations, but every geologist knows that once you've seen enough of these or similar type of discoveries, that's what we want to draw on. And outside of the other world experts we do collaboratively work with, Christian's experience is, is paramount. And he's been there the whole time. I'm watching what Dave and everyone's been doing, but this is where it gets fun. This is where it gets really interesting. And from us, you're going to hear a lot of focus. You're going to hear a lot of high impact approaches now because we've done the kind of 16 holes to see where we should go. And as Christian said, and Dave said, we've hit what could be considered economic mineralization on the first program. I mean, this is it. Do, do we keep drilling next to the uh, Sambalai target and keep adding kilo, kilo and a half over a few meters for two kilometers? Or, or do we drill underneath it? It's so early in this project, but so exciting because we've turned that corner and now we know we can really go for it. And that's what you're going to hear from us going forward. 
Excellent. Well, the company's website is tier1silver.com, trades in Toronto as TSLV, and in the States under TSLVF. Gentlemen, thank you for providing this update today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.